Hello and welcome to this special edition of The Forward Curve, the first of a new series we're calling Intel Briefs, where we focus on a single commodity and provide basic information about it. Today, the subject is gold, a precious metal that everyone is familiar with and one that plays a rather special role in the global economy. I'm Christian Klavodetcher, and today I'm joined by Gold Street Advisors CEO Lachlan Tulin. Lachlan, thanks for joining me today. Hello, Christian, and thanks for having me. As mentioned a moment ago, today we are going to talk about gold, covering how it's produced and how much is mined globally, and what happens to it after it has been mined. In 2019, global production was approximately 3,300 metric tons, or about 197 billion worth at current market rates. The largest gold producing country in the world is actually China, which produces 420 metric tons a year. And then there's Australia at 330 tons, Russia at 310, and the United States at 200 metric tons. But the approximate total of gold in the world in stock is 190,000 metric tons, or in dollar terms, $11 trillion. Gold leaves the mine usually in the form of what are called Doré bars. They can weigh as much as 25 kilograms and are comprised of a semi-pure alloy of gold and silver. These Doré bars are transported to a purpose-built refinery for more purification. Once the material has been refined into bars of 99.99% purity, known as four nines, they either go into the financial system and are stored in vaults, or they are consumed by industry used for things like jewellery or electronics manufacturing. Gold is different from most commodities in that while it has some industrial uses, most of the gold produced each year is kept in vaults as a store of value for central banks and other financial institutions. In some respects, gold trades more like a currency than a commodity in that price movements are driven less by supply and demand and more by its perceived value relative to that of other assets. Whereas the value of paper currencies can be increased or decreased relatively quickly, the supply of gold cannot, and so it holds a more constant value. And there you have it, gold in a nutshell. Of course, at one time, it was a universal practice for governments to back their currencies with gold, using what was called the gold standard, meaning that the value of their currency was directly linked to gold, allowing for countries to convert paper money into fixed amounts of the shiny yellow metal. This practice became quite a hindrance for central banks trying to manage their local economies, and the system began to unravel when the U.S. dropped the gold standard in 1933. Nowadays, both gold and most currencies trade freely, with gold often seen as a safe haven for investors when other asset classes are losing significant value. Thanks for listening to this inaugural edition of the Forward Curve's Intel Briefs. We'll be back soon with another great episode covering the ins and outs of another important commodity. So until then, thank you, and we'll see you along the Forward Curve.